Introduction Who or what are we, really? How do you define yourself? Good? Evil? Sinner? Saint? Lover? Fighter? Christian? Muslim? Buddhist? Atheist? Conservative? Liberal? Anarchist? Executive? Artist? Lawyer? Musician? Firefighter? Cop? Gay? Straight? Transgender? Polyamorous? God's greatest gift or worthless and unworthy of being loved? If you can quiet the chatter of your monkey mind long enough to examine your inner life with some objectivity and pay close attention to what goes on there, you'll become aware of how quickly it can change from instant to instant depending on what is happening in the moment, time, and the context, space. In truth, each of us are our own unique mercurial mixture of identities that we created from the center of our personal universe, and in each moment we may be motivated by emotion, intellect, or physical desire. More often than not, it is some shifting combination of the three. When we are highly stimulated, agitated, or threatened in some way, this mass of competing energies whip up psychological gale-force winds that can spin around inside and outside of us, often gathering strength to the point of eliciting physical, verbal, or emotional responses. Crimes of passion are an extreme example of this, and in the aftermath we often hear denial in the words, I don't know what got into me, I wasn't myself, or I blacked out. That is the power that these primal energies hold, and we are the zero-point nexus of their expression at the eye of the storm making us their gatekeeper if we are aware enough to take responsibility for who we are, how we think, and what we do. If we are swept up in the maelstrom to the point where we lose our mind, then we disconnect like the proverbial leaf caught in the wind, blown about by overwhelming forces that possess or take us over before we realize what is happening, sometimes with regrettable outcomes that we deny responsibility for. This denial is an integral part of the reaction that comes in the aftermath of these impulses that project blame in the form of judgments onto who or what is considered the source of their provocation. Yet the outburst originated from inside of the one acting out, making them the vehicle of its expression. Here lies the contradiction, or better still, a paradox, which is a statement that, despite apparently sound reasoning from true premises, leads to a self-contradictory or logically unacceptable conclusion. A paradox involves contradictory yet interrelated elements that exist simultaneously and persist over time. How do we overcome this impasse? Many people attempt to assuage the discomfort of this contradiction by confessing to a priest, or by following a guru or some other spiritual leader or guide to relieve them of the burden of their sins and find guidance on the path. Unfortunately, this is another form of denial, because by shedding our burden, we are passing them off to our guru, guide, or confessor for absolution 
that robs us of personal responsibility for what we have manifested. Self-proclaimed gurus are themselves more sophisticated purveyors of the lies of denial who claim to be enlightened, are masters at drawing the lost and searching into their wake, which, in effect, pulls the searchers outside of themselves away from the source where the conflict originates, lulling them into a false sense of security. These false prophets, consciously or subconsciously, have a hidden agenda and suffer from what can be called guru-itis, which puts them in a false position of power and adoration from their followers, adding to an increasing, self-perpetuating sense of self-delusional authority. The more unwarranted attention they get, the stronger their illusion of power becomes, and the less they have to look at their own shortcomings. Their attention is focused outward and away from themselves, lavished upon their adoring flock. By now, it should be apparent that we are ground zero, the focal point and origin of these psychological gale-force winds that spin inside and outside of us. It should also be apparent that the process of our external projections, no matter what form or forms they take, keep us outwardly directed, away from the source of their manifestation. All that we deny about ourselves constitutes what is known as our shadow, which in Jungian psychology refers to an unconscious aspect of our personality that the conscious ego does not identify in itself. In other words, it is our dark side. Because we tend to reject or remain ignorant of these least desirable aspects of our personalities, our shadow is largely negative and consists of everything that we are not fully conscious of. There are, however, positive aspects that can remain hidden, especially in people with low self-esteem, anxieties, and false beliefs. To truly know ourselves, we must accept our dark side, and to deal with the dark side of others, we have to know our own. Our shadow can include everything outside the light of consciousness, and may be positive or negative. Everyone carries a shadow, Jung wrote, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. It may be, in part, one's link to more primitive animal instincts, which are superseded during early childhood by the conscious mind. According to Jung, the shadow, in being instructive and irrational, is prone to psychological projection, in which a perceived personal inferiority is recognized as a perceived moral deficiency in someone else. Jung writes that if these projections remain hidden, the projection-making factor, the shadow archetype, then has a free hand and can realize its object, if it has one, or bring about some other situation characteristic of its power. These projections insulate and harm individuals by acting as a constantly thickening veil of illusion between the ego and the real world. Jung also believed that, in spite of its function as a reservoir for human darkness, or perhaps because of this, the shadow is the seat of creativity, so that for some it may be the dark side of his being, his sinister shadow represents the true spirit of life as against the arid scholar. 
In those moments when we get disconnected by getting emotionally mugged by forces that are out of our control and project outward, what if we looked into the darkness and did a preemptive disconnect ahead of the unexpected hurricane that sweeps us away like so many leaves in the wind? What if we took full responsibility for who and what we are and became our own gurus, brave enough to venture into what we mortally fear down to the core of our very being? What treasures might lie buried in the blackness of that terrifying abyss, waiting to reward those courageous enough to confront the dragons and demons that guard it? Regardless of the direction we take, we exist in the center of a choice between conscious, responsible action that influences our thoughts, beliefs, and actions both inside and outside of us, or we can surrender and be victims to fear-based, programmed reactions. This ground-zero choice point has the potential to provide a glimpse into the concept that the center of the universe is right between your eyes. Read on if you want to explore the possibilities of freeing your spirit and reclaiming your inheritance as the creator you were meant to be.